Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. Please stand by for service will begin shortly. Well, good morning, everyone. Christ is risen. We still get to say that, well, technically, we can say that every, every Sunday, but especially during this Easter season, which doesn't just get celebrated for one day, but for several Sundays, and so we will continue to do that here this morning. Let's stand together and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize, please walk up to them, shake their hand, tell them hi, and tell them welcome today. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer. For the second Sunday of, after Easter, the lay minister Bruce Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the Reverend Jake Sletton. And the organist is Susan, Mrs. Susan Seneger, acolytes Michael Hazelman and McCainish Smith. Today's order of service is at Trinity 1878.com. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Stone Prairie St. John's Lutheran Church in All right. Purdy, Missouri. And so as you are taking your seats, we will begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you so very much for this Easter season, and that we, uh, we get another chance, an opportunity, and a place for which to celebrate your resurrection. Lord, we pray that the joy of the resurrection uh, that so fills our hearts and our lives that by your spirit that it would never be snuffed out, uh, that we would continue with that joy and that it would produce the fruits of repentance and forgiveness and mercy and grace within us. Uh, and so, Lord, now we ask that, that you would be with us as we worship you here. Uh, Lord, truly, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. So we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, 
Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake, He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The opening hymn is, He is risen, He's risen. Hymn 480, verses 1 through 3. 480, verses 1 through 3. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Glory in his holy name. Seek the Lord and his strength. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. He remembers his covenant forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, 
For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first reading for this second Sunday in Easter is taken from Acts chapter 5. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem, and more than ever believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. 
so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. This is the word of our Lord. Christ has risen from the dead. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. Our special music this morning is Lead Me, Guide Me by the Men's Glee, directed by Lori Emmett.
Okay, well, it's time for the children to come forward for the children's message, and uh, bring your Mighty Mites with you, please. Okay, you can all turn around here and look this way. How many of you would believe me if I told you I have a frog in here? Anybody believe me? Not many. I believe you. Maddie, come here. Oh, yeah. You don't think I do? Okay, Mary, you sit right here. Now I'm going to crack this open just a little bit. Now you stand back. You can't look. Okay. Now when I open this up, you tell me, yes or no, is there a frog in here? Okay. Is there a frog in there, Maddie? Yes or no? Is there a frog in there? There's a frog in there. And now, how many of you believe there's a frog in the bucket? Oh, that's, well, there is. That's not a real frog. Well, there's a frog in the bucket. But it's not a real one. Well, I didn't say it was a real one. I said, was there a frog in the bucket? <laughs> and there's a, so n very few believe the first time, but when Maddie saw there was a frog in the bucket, then all of a sudden, everyone believed there was a frog in the bucket. It's right in there, yes. <laughs> so, we have a special connection. Uh, so, uh, today's uh, gospel message and the sermon message is about uh, Thomas, one of the disciples, and how he wouldn't believe the other disciples that Jesus had been risen from the dead until he saw him and touched him himself. And so, uh, we know that seeing is believing, and touching makes it real. And so, uh, that'll be what we'll talk about today. So, uh, let's, uh, let's pray to God and thank him for that. Dear Jesus, thank you for blessing us so that we can be a blessing to others. Amen. Okay, go on back to your seats now. The lay minister message was, I mean, the children's message by lay minister Bruce Sletton. I have no idea whose daughter that that was that kept laughing. Surely not the pastor's, surely. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from Revelation chapter 1. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who were before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, 
and the ruler of the kings on earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatria, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not! I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. 
Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are, not, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of our Lord. The hymn of the day. Holy Spirit Ever Dwelling is on page 650 of the Lutheran Service Book. Hymn number 650. Let us pray. Lord, may the meditation of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The view really is different from up here. Well, it's been one week already since we celebrated Easter, and by now the plastic Easter eggs have been put away for next year. I'd imagine all the candy has been eaten by now. And so we're going to go back to our normal way of life. I'm not sure what normal is in your household, but we're going back to our normal way of life. So let me ask you, this past week, what's it been like for you? Has anything exciting happened to you this past week? 
Well, Lenore and I became grandparents again on Thursday. No, it wasn't Courtney and Pastor Jake. Y'all would have known that. Our youngest son, Kyle, and his wife, Juliana, gave birth to a new baby girl, Faith Marianne Sletton, weighing in at 7 pounds, 12 ounces, 21 and a half inches long, a blessing, a precious new life. God, the creator, at work. New babies are brought into this world every day, I imagine. And just picture the delivery room. A new mom has just been just given birth to a new baby, a new child. The young child is placed in her arms. She looks down at the child, touches his nose, brushes his cheek, lifts the child's little fingers, curl around her index finger. There's something about just the right touch. It says, I love you. Without words, it speaks different kinds of communication, closeness, assurance, comfort, warmth, happiness. Touch tells you that the other person is alive, real, there, and so are you. We all need just the right touch to be touched, touched and touched in just the right way. Some time ago, a study was done. Research shows that children who grow up without, too, without much touch, those that are abandoned, left alone for too much time, grew at a slower rate, were sicker, had trouble socially, and displayed more anger and depressed emotions. They don't have a strong feeling of connection. Of course, it doesn't stop after you grow up. When you meet that special someone, you want to hold hands, brush a cheek, put your arms around each other, sit close. Sitting close was easier years ago when cars had bench seats in front. Remember those cars when you were dating? Reminds me of the story of an older couple who were driving along in their 1960 Buick LeSabre. Remember that car? Big as a boat and weighed twice as much. The bumper had so much chrome that on a sunny day you'd have to wear your sunglasses for fear of burning your retinas. But it had a big front seat, vinyl. And you could sit real close to each other. And if you weren't sitting close enough, you could just take a sharp right turn and your date would slide right over next to you. Problem solved. Well, anyway, this older couple are driving along. The husband's behind the wheel and the wife is in the passenger side of the car. They come up to a stoplight. And sure enough, up comes another car right next to them, a young couple. And the young lady is sitting real close to the young man, smiling, obviously very content with the day. At this the older woman looks over and sees this and remarks to her husband, why don't we sit like that anymore? To which the husband replied, well, I ain't the one that moved. Think about it. Well, we all need just the right touch to touch and be touched in just the right way by God. And we are. The church has a special word to describe when God could touch and be touched. It's called incarnation. 
God came to earth and took on human flesh and blood. When the Virgin Mary conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, she gave birth to Jesus, fully divine and fully human. Jesus was someone she could touch. Yes, Mary touched Jesus. She held him. She probably touched his nose. She probably brushed his cheek. She was touching God, and God was touching her. God became flesh and dwelt among us. People saw him. They heard him. They touched him. Incarnation. Because we need to be touched in just the right way. Not just by each other, but especially by God. And we see samples of this in the New Testament with Jesus. Jesus blessing the children in Luke chapter 18. The woman touching Jesus' cloak in Luke chapter 8. And then Jesus washing his disciples' feet in John 13. John says that people could see Jesus, listen to him, touch him with their hands. Jesus is God incarnate. And his touch says love, closeness, warmth, assurance, joy. His touch says he's alive, real, and there. And so are we. We also know why leprosy was such a devastating disease in biblical times. One of the effects of leprosy is that it destroys the nerve endings so that you can't feel anything. You lose that sense of touch. You're banished from the community. No one can, can touch you or come close to you. You become untouchable and lost the love and warmth, the closeness and joy that came with touch. An outcast to even your own family. Still, it still happens, you know. The loss of touch and being touched an abandoned child, a child who isn't held or doesn't have a lap to sit on while being read to, a marriage gone bad, no secret hand squeezes, no caress of the cheek or big old bear hugs. But the most devastating loss of touch in this life is death. My wife and I have very dear close friends in Iowa who lost their one and only son to cancer. Unthinkable. A young man in his early 30s, the prime of, of life, perfect health. One day, a lump was discovered on the calf of his leg. Turns out it was cancer, a most aggressive kind, with no known cure. His mother shared us, with us the agony of holding her son in her arms as he passed away. No more touch. But the most horrific loss of touch is when we no longer can touch God or he no longer touches us in just the right way. We call that hell. Sure, the endless fires sound bad, but the loss of touch, the total separation from God, means no more love, no warmth, no closeness, no assurance, no joy, no right touch. What a frightening eternity that would be. So God becomes incarnate. He becomes flesh and blood. And his blood purifies us from everything that would keep us from touching him now and forever. On the cross, Jesus takes on the most devastating loss of touch. He cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus no longer touches the Father in heaven. The Father in heaven no longer touches Jesus. But Jesus is taking death and hell at their worst. The loss of touch with God, 
so that we could touch and be touched by God forever. Then he rises from the dead. We say that because he lives, we too shall live. We also can say that we touch because he touches. Enter Thomas, the disciple, a.k.a. Doubting Thomas, as he has been known. According to our text, he wasn't there when Jesus first appeared, risen from the dead. We look again at the gospel message, John 20, verses 24 to 25. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to him, to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. And then Jesus speaks to Thomas in verse 27. Put your finger here and see my hands. And put your hand and place it in my side. Just the right touch. As Thomas says, my Lord and my God. So now we realize that we need to touch and be touched for our faith to grow. When does this happen? Well, in our baptism. The sign of the cross placed upon our foreheads and upon our hearts, marking us one redeemed by Christ the crucified. The water touches our head. Look, Jesus is right there. We touch and have been touched by Jesus in just the right way. In a few moments, we will come up to the altar. We will see and touch Jesus once more. He has promised to be with us in that piece of bread, that little sip of wine, his body and blood, the real Jesus, right here, flesh and blood, among us, touching us, us touching Jesus. It's been said that since Jesus isn't here in tangible form, as he was for Thomas, we are his hands, fingers, and arms. We as members of this congregation so badly need the greetings and handshakes, the hugs and holds we share with each other every Sunday morning, just like we did this morning. Or when we happen to meet in the store or in one of our small groups, in this small gesture, we see Jesus' love in action. That's Jesus touching us through his church. One day we will have the joy and wonder of touching Jesus just as Thomas did. His resurrection says our hope is that touch and being touched will not end at the grave, but will be ours once again. Just the right touch on the last day for all eternity. So the leper, the abandoned child, the brokenhearted, the grieving parents, we need just the right touch to be touched in just the right way. Jesus' incredible gift to us is that we are and we will be, for Christ is risen. Amen. During the offering, the bell choir is going to Please stand. play. We now recite together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Whether you are a member or a guest with us, uh, please find the red sign-in book and fill that out uh, so that we know that you were here to worship with us. If you are a guest or a visitor, uh, please be so kind as to leave your telephone number so that we might be able to get into contact with you. We wish to thank you for coming to our worship here this morning. We collect our tithes and offerings. The bell choir will be playing during the offering directed by Lori Evett. Please stand.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that in the incarnation that we were touched by you. And Lord, we thank you that you continue to give us gifts, good gifts, Lord, gifts of the kingdom of heaven that continue to touch us with your, with your holy presence. Lord, as we were baptized, and Lord, as we receive your very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, personal gifts, these means of grace which you give to us to show us that, that you love us, to prove to us that you will never leave us. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we lift up a special prayer for all public servants and those who protect us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all who will be celebrating anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. We pray for David and Connie who are celebrating their wedding anniversary. We pray that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within, so hidden within you that all forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Lord, we also pray for Brendan Clybaker, who was recently elected the state president for the FFA. And Lord, we thank you for this, and we thank you, Lord, that, uh, that, that you have called a Christian, a believer, to this office. And Lord, we pray for him, we pray for his time, and we pray that you would keep him safe as he continues to travel. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we pray for grace that the church may always welcome little ones with joy, that nothing would hinder them from being brought to the Savior and blessed by being placed into his loving arms. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for all those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also pray for all those who who are sick, hurt, lonely, all those, Lord, who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially, Lord, for all of those who are on our health list, for Melba and for Landreth, for Janice and Carol, Orrin and Ethel, Joan and Addison, Steve and Becky, Wayne and Bob, Mark and Lorne, Gary, Emma, Brenda, Rose, Marie, and Bob, John, Mary Ann, and Debbie, and Bob, and Mary, and Fred, and for Lisa, and for Jen, and for Catherine, and for Bonnie, and for Deborah, and for Joe, and for Dorothy. And Lord, we also pray for all of those who we name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for all of those who serve us uh, in our armed forces. Uh, Lord, we thank you for those in our church as well. Uh, and we know, Lord, that uh, for, for all of them, uh, especially for Christopher and for David, who continue to serve us, we pray that you would keep them safe. Uh, and for David, Lord, we pray that, that you would bring him home safely. And for Christopher, Lord, we pray that you would continue to sustain him uh, as he continues to learn and, and as he continues to serve us. Lord, in your mercy. 
Dear Lord, we pray for grace to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of the Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we pray and we are thankful for the faithful who have gone before us and now rest in Christ. Let us give thanks to the Lord and ask him to bring us with them to the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored us to everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. First communion hymn is Jesus Grant That Balm and Healing, hymn 421, hymn 421.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. The closing hymn, He is Risen, He is Risen, hymn 480, stanzas 4 and 5. That's hymn 480, stanzas 4 and 5. just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, just a reminder that there is a short prayer session that meets in the chapel after service for anyone who would like to join in. Uh, You may also submit any requests for prayer prior to the service. If so, please contact Philip or Debbie Trochi or the church office. Uh, Anyone that purchased lilies for Easter, those that are up here on the altar, you may pick them up today after worship if you would like. Uh, the Ladies' Aid meets on Thursday, May the 2nd at 1.30. So that's Ladies' Aid, Thursday, May 2nd at 1.30. And our um, fearless secretary, who is retiring, 
Uh, her retirement potluck dinner, June's, uh, is on May the 5th after the service, and everyone is invited to do that as we celebrate her, and thank you for her service uh, here at Trinity. also want to say thanks to Dad for preaching the good word today, uh, and we know that our ears and our hearts were blessed to be able to hear the gospel. Uh, that's all of the announcements that I have. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It's been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast at freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.